Welcome to the Bethesda Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We consider it an honor to host you. You can stay up to date with us at BethesdaChurch.tv or on Instagram. Now let's get ready for the message. Good evening, Bethesda Church. Hope you guys are doing great. So excited to be coming into your home, wherever you may be watching. Um, We are currently in a series um, called Christmas at the Movies, and we just wanted to make sure that we were able to bring uh, some snippets of that into your home for those that could not be here, Uh, whether you have COVID or you've been exposed or you're just high risk, um, we're excited to be able to bring this into your home. Uh, We had an amazing day. I want to take just a minute to celebrate. We had three people give their life to Jesus this morning, uh, and that is six weeks in a row. So we just give God thanks for um, salvations that are taking place each and every week, and uh, thankful for technology to come into your home, um, and excited to share this with you. We did Home Alone last week. Tonight, uh, we're going to be doing the movie Elf. I'm going to be pulling some things out of that. It's another Christmas classic. Uh, Before I dive into the Word, though, I'm going to be reading from Ephesians chapter number 2, just to give you a heads up. Throw up some hearts, click share, uh, and um, make sure that you you let people know that we're we're bringing this into your home. Uh, So Ephesians chapter number 2 and before I read, I want to I kind of theme this around finding yourself, all right? Finding yourself. Ephesians chapter 2 says, Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. And I love this this one part here. It says, it is only by God's grace that you have been saved. Man, I love that. It's only by God's grace that we have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. For we are God's masterpiece. You ought to, you ought to just type that in the chat section real quick. Just, just type, I am God's masterpiece. In other words, you're pretty cool, pretty awesome. You're God's masterpiece. He has created us new in Christ Jesus so we can do the things, that the good things that God planned for us long ago. Now, a couple of things are happening in our text. Um, the first is that identity is being revealed. Um, who we are in Christ is being revealed as Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus. And not only is he letting them know that they are God's masterpiece, that they have been created new in Christ, but based on that understanding, they're, they're supposed to be doing the good things that God planned for them 
long ago. God has some amazing things for you to do, but it's connected to your understanding of who you are. And, and so it's so important that we find ourselves, we find what God has said about us. Um, Paul says, we were dead in our sins, but we have been brought back to life in Christ. We are God's masterpiece, called to do good things. Now, a lot of that is good news. All of that is good news. The unfortunate part of that is that a lot of people are living beneath um, what Paul is writing about. They're living beneath being a masterpiece and doing the good things. They, they don't really see themselves the same way that God sees them. And I don't know about you, but this time of year, when I think about the Christmas season, it's a hectic season, but it, for me, it's often a time of reflection. I think back about past relationships. I think back about um, certain mountaintop experiences, maybe some valley experiences, the wins, the losses. Uh, I reflect a lot during this season. Uh, for some of you, maybe you even, you, you do that as well. You reflect back over your life. Maybe you even reflect back over this year. You, maybe you just say, Pastor, can you stop? I'm not reflecting over 2020. I'm just ready to turn the page. I get it. Um, but in this season of reflection, um, sometimes in our attempt to reflect over our lives and, and over uh, this year, depending on what we've been through, it can leave us feeling kind of lost, um, you throw in on top of that COVID, you throw in on top of that isolation. Um, right now, we're, we're entering into the winter months, so the days are shorter. I don't know how you feel at home, but around 6, six o'clock in the evening, man, I feel like it's like 10 p.m. Uh, it's colder outside, and so there's a lot of things that, that are involved in this season. And what happens many times is in, in our reflection is we, we lose our identity because of all the things that we're trying to navigate through. It leaves us asking questions like, who am I? Who am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing? And I love this movie, Elf. Now, if you've seen this movie, I want you to just give me a thumbs up in that chat section. Let us know that you've seen the movie, Elf. If you've not seen it, then um, you need to make plans between now and Christmas to watch this movie because it's on TV all the time. Incredible movie in, uh, starring Will Ferrell. And it's about an orphan infant who um, he sneaks into Santa's toy bag and he's adopted by Papa Elf. And this adopted child, he, he thinks he's an elf, but one day Papa Elf lets him in on a secret that everybody else knows that he's not really an elf. And so he learns that he was given up for adoption at birth, and this is where his identity crisis began to take place. Now, this movie is based on a man by the name of Buddy, all right? And he thought he was an elf, finds out that he's not, and based on that information, he decides, I'm going to leave the North Pole, I'm going to go to New York City, I'm going to find my family, and, and the major point is, I want to find my father. He, he, and in searching for his father, he's really searching for his own identity. He's trying to find himself. The spiritual application tonight is this. There is no better way for you and I to discover who, we're real, who we really are than to seek after our heavenly father. 
It's what the Apostle Paul was referring to in our opening text when he said that we are new creations, that we are God's masterpiece, and because of that, we are to do the good things God has planned. See, Buddy was looking for his earthly father, but tonight, I believe that we need to get connected to our heavenly father. See, we, we, if we don't know our heavenly father, we spend a lot of time trying to fit in places that we were never designed to fit. Buddy, in, in the movie, he's born into a world that he was never, not really born into the world, he's living in a world that he was never designed to fit in. And um, one of the things that comes out of that, even though he, he, was, he was not designed to fit, he, um, he agreed to um, the code of, uh, of elves. And, and there, it wasn't a bad philosophy. Uh, it was treat every day like Christmas. Uh, in other words, be nice, be cheerful, be generous, be grateful. The other uh, code of elves was that um, everyone, there's room for everyone on the nice list. Now, some of you watching may say, well, pastor, you don't know me. I shouldn't be on a nice list. I've been naughty. Isn't that what we talk about at Christmas uh, time? We talk about being naughty. We talk about being nice. And, and maybe, you know, because of what you've gone through, maybe decisions you've made, maybe you don't feel uh, worthy uh, to know God, to be intimate with God. Maybe you, feel, uh, you don't feel you're valuable enough to be in relationship with God. And uh, a lot of people feel that way. They feel like they've made too many mistakes to really be intimate with their heavenly father. And one of the things that Buddy tells us in the movie is that there's room for everyone. And I think Buddy was right in that. I'm thankful tonight that in the kingdom of God, regardless of your past, there is room for everyone. It doesn't matter what you've done, what you've been through, there is room, there is a place for you. And so when, we, when you watch this movie, you will see that Buddy, he doesn't seem to fit. He's too big for the elf world, too big for the North Pole. And the other elves just called Buddy. They didn't want to be rude, didn't want to be dismissive. They didn't want to be mean or mistreat him. And, and so they called him special. Now, I don't know about where you're from, but where I'm from, um, when people are attempting to be nice and not to be rude to you or mistreat you, um, they won't call you a bad name. They just call you special. Um, and that's kind of code for you're an idiot, right? Um, and, and so people try to be nice. They want to call you special, almost, you know, like you're a puppy dog. You're just so special. And so they're trying not to be mean, but, but Buddy knows what's happening here. He, he understands, I just don't fit. And I want to be strong right here. I feel like this is one of the most um, powerful things I'm going to say tonight. So I really want you to grab this. There are some places that we all spend time trying to fit in, but the truth is you don't fit. God has something else for you. And so I want to, I want to challenge you to stop trying to cram your life into small places to accommodate people that can only celebrate you if your life remains small. I'm going to say it again. Quit trying to cram your life into small places to accommodate people that can only celebrate you if your life remains small. 
Sometimes we continue to try to fit into places that we are not designed to fit, but if we could ever take notice of what God has, understanding we're his masterpiece, he's called us to do good things, he's planned for us to do good things, and there's this whole big world that God has for us to step into, but because we're trying to fit into a place that we don't belong, we're missing out on the purpose that God has for us. So Buddy, in the movie, he hears the conversation of how he's not really an elf. And in this moment, he begins to reflect on all the things in his life that just didn't seem to go right. And the reason they didn't go right is because he didn't fit. This happens in our personal lives too. When we realize that this world cannot give us the fulfillment that our heavenly father can give us by simply speaking one word over our lives. See, Buddy was not created to live in the elf world, but Buddy was, was, was living in a world he was not created for, and nothing in his life is going in a positive direction. But I want to give you this verse out of Ecclesiastes chapter number three, verse number 11. It says, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. God has something beautiful for you. God has something amazing for you. But many of us are like Buddy. We can't really see what God has for us, so we're trying to fit into something that God never designed for our lives. For Buddy, what he was missing was his relationship with his earthly father and his family. The same is true for us. Because Buddy was missing this relationship, he, he makes this journey from the North Pole to New York City, and he spends a lot, a lot of time just wondering. And, and I, you know, I believe a lot of us are like that. We go through life wondering. We go through life aimlessly because we don't really know what God has for us, what our Heavenly Father has spoken over us. But life is a journey. And, and in this journey called life, we may find relationships, prestige, money, influence, power. You may get all of those things and still not have the fulfillment that God wants to bring into your life. Because we're not created just for materials and the things that we experience in life. We're created for a purpose, and God has planted eternity inside of every one of us. Um, Buddy did not fit, and so he made the transition. And in the movie, as he's transitioning from Elf World to New York City, you kind of get this feeling like he didn't fit in the Elf World, but he doesn't fit in New York either. Um, there's just a lot of things. because he, he's, he's not familiar. He doesn't understand the culture. There's so many things that he does not know. And so I think that's the, the way it is for you and I. When we come to Christ, we're, we're coming out of the kingdom of darkness, and we're stepping into the kingdom of light. And when we first step into the kingdom of light, we're trying to get familiar with God, with his voice, with his word, with the church, with the people of God. And so it can look like, yeah, I don't fit in the world, but I, I haven't really found my place within the kingdom yet either. And so because of that, Buddy is doing a lot of wondering. And uh, he finally meets his dad. He gets to his dad's office where his dad works. And um, his dad didn't even know Buddy existed until this moment. And this meeting did not go as planned. 
Um, his dad was completely dismissive, uh, ignored him, and eventually had him escorted out of the building. And for us, many times in our search in becoming who God has called us to be, um, what we have to understand is, is God still has a plan, even in the seasons where we may be disappointed or let down or it doesn't go according to plan. Because in this process, yes, his dad escorts him out of the building, but in the process, he ends up wandering through New York, stumbles into a store, uh, they, the, the management mistaken him as an employee there, and he ends up meeting his future wife. And so what I'm saying is, is that even if you're not everything, God has created you to be yet. Maybe you're not everything you want to be yet, but you have to understand that in pursuit of that, in pursuit of becoming who God has called you to be, God's going to drop some blessings along the way. He's going to drop some relationships along the way. He's going to give you opportunity and favor and blessing along the way. God always, I think about Ruth in the Old Testament, how the owner of the field left handfuls on purpose for her to glean. When we are pursuing God, God has handfuls of things that he he wants to bless you with, but the key is, is are you pursuing him? Are you going after God? For Buddy, in the movie, he, after his first meeting with his dad, it didn't go as planned, but he still had this sense of excitement in his life, and he so wanted this relationship with his father. Now, this part of the message is where I really had to pause this morning, because um, I think in the church we use um, everlasting father, heavenly father. We, we pray to our father. We, we talk about pursuing after our father like I'm doing tonight. Um, we, sing, we sing good, good father. I remember when that song came out, good, good father, great song, and we would sing it. But what I've learned over the years is that that terminology, though for a lot of people, that is um, amazing and, and they can connect with that. For a lot of people, the word father is um, anything but positive for them. When they hear the word father, uh, it brings up painful memories. Maybe they think of abuse or abandonment or being belittled as they grew up. And so there are some negative traits to the word father for a lot of people. Um, for instance, when some people think of, of a father, they think of someone who is never satisfied because they grew up in a home that no matter what they did, it was never quite enough. And, and, and so with that mindset, we often think, um, because what happens is, is sometimes we, tr we bring our earthly relationships, we we take that into our relationship with our Heavenly Father. And so a lot of people approach God with that mentality, and so they're trying to earn God's love. And there's a strong motivation for all of us, you know, that our fathers love us because identity and direction come from the Father. Uh, from, from, that's the way God set it up. And so a lot of people, though, they just feel that I'll never measure up to God because I never measured up to my earthly father. For some, when they hear father, they think of someone who's always angry. Maybe you grew up in a home like that, where your dad was always upset about something, always angry about something, maybe even abusive. I just want to be the one to tell you that our Heavenly Father is nothing like that. He will never attack you, He will never abuse you, and He will never mishandle you. 
Others of you, when you think of father, you think of someone who was seldom present. And so when you approach God, you approach him as if he's distant, uncaring, not concerned about the details of your life. I would encourage you tonight to remove all the failures of your earthly father. Try to get that out of your mind for a few minutes so that you can focus your attention and focus your heart on your everlasting father. And you, you may say, Pastor, why would I do that? Number one, God is filled with compassion for you. He's filled with compassion for you. There is nothing you can do to make God love you anymore, and there is absolutely nothing you can do to make God love you any less. His love is unconditional. Many of you, though, you're like Buddy. You've worked to impress, and you don't feel accepted. You work at relationships because you don't feel like you're ever accepted in any circle whatsoever. Some of us, we translate that into the church. And so we, we say things like, I need to work on my prayer life. I need to work on attending church. I need to work on reading the Bible. But that terminology is an indicator that you're doing it out of obligation, out of religion. Listen, I don't, I don't need to work on my prayer life and work on the Bible, on Bible reading or work on church attendance. I get to go to church I get to hear the word of God. I get to pray. I get to read my Bible. Why, why, do I, why do I need to change my mentality? Because it is a relationship. It's not something I'm just working on and it's, you know, ho-hum and I got to check a box. This is a life-giving relationship with your heavenly father. So God is filled with compassion towards you, but God is also, he also cares for you deeply. Um, I want to read this to you. I jotted this down and highlighted it uh, because I really want you to get this. You are not an accident. Your birth was no mistake or mishap, and your life is no fluke of nature. Your parents may not have planned you, but God did. He was not surprised by your birth. In fact, he expected it. Long before you were conceived by your parents, you were conceived in the mind of God. It is not fate, it is not chance, it is not luck. It is not coincidence that you are breathing tonight at this very moment, watching this video. You are alive because God wanted to create you. God is filled with compassion towards you. God cares for you deeply. And ultimately, God is always there for you and I. At first, Buddy goes out in this, into the city and he just wonders. But yet, his fulfillment was with his connection to his father and his family. In this season right now, we're approaching the winter months and coming in in just a few days, we'll be in, uh, I guess officially, we'll be in winter. And winter spiritually speaks to us of a season that is lifeless, hopeless, and bleak. If we're living outside of God's intended purposes for our life, then we will be in a winter season continuously. But God has not called us to live in a winter season forever. Yes, it may be dark 
it may be cold. There may not be a lot of fruit. There may be a lot of things that, that uh, is not going the way you want it to, but it's just a season. You got to stay with it. You got to stay committed. You got to stay focused. Paul said, we used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil. But he says, God, he says at the end of that, but God is so rich in mercy and he loves us so much. God cares for you. And he, he wants to see you get through this winter season of your life as much as you want to get through this winter season of your life. I want you to know that it's possible to be alive in one area of your life and completely dead in another. Buddy was alive as it relates to energy and passion and zeal, but he was dead as it relates to his family and his earthly father. To be spiritually dead, though, we, we need to know does not mean that we are physically dead, socially dead, or even psychologically dead. The most important part of a person's personality is their spirit. Your spirit is the most important factor in your life. When we experience Christ in our lives, that is the start of finding our true identity. And our identity, I want you to know this, it's so much more than where we came from who we know, any of that stuff, our identity is totally found in Christ. If you've seen the movie, then you know that Buddy eventually connects with his dad and they have some moments together and, and you see him when he moves into that house, how he's trying his best to make sure that they all love him. I mean, he's cooking for them. He's, he's making things out of wood for them. He's uh, helping um, his brother now in a snowball fight. He's doing all these things to gain acceptance, to gain approval from his family. Many of you are just like that. You're, you're trying to find value and acceptance and to hear someone say, I love you or I care about you or you did a good job on, on whatever it is that you were doing. You're looking for that value. And the reason we look for it is because a lack, when, when there's a lack of acceptance, it stems from a deep-seated insecurity. We're insecure, and so because of that, we, we want validation. We want people to love us. We, we want them to accept us. And, and we, we live in a world where everybody wants security. We want it relationally. We want it financially. We want it in our job. We want security. But I, I believe that if we could ever settle the spiritual issues in our life, the other issues would take care of itself. That the spiritual actually trumps every other component of our life. If we can get the spiritual correct, the other issues will be settled. Tonight, you may be looking for a fix financially. Go to Christ. Maybe a fix emotionally. Go to Christ. Maybe for you, it's relationally. Go to Christ. The Bible says that you and I, as followers of Jesus, we've been seated in heavenly places with Christ. And I want you to know that heavenly places is not just where we're gonna spend eternity, but as followers of Jesus, any room you walk into, heaven also walks into that room. If your marriage is in trouble, stop. Turn your attention to God. Ask him to get involved, and I promise you, heaven will invade that marriage. It was in the middle of Buddy's weakness 
that he found his greatest faith. He was on the run at the end of the movie. He's on the run because his dad had said some really hurtful things to him. But while he's on the run, he, he ends up ha- helping Santa Claus and, and helping um, Santa's sleigh. And he actually calls the whole community to rise in faith once again. But it all started with buddies being accepted by his father. See, when we realize that we don't have to work for acceptance or have to work for God to value us or to love us, then we can start having an impact on other people. At the end of the day, we've been impacted by our Heavenly Father. And like Buddy, we want to be able to make a difference. We want to be able to minister to someone else. Buddy not only changed his dad, but he inspired his dad to open up his own publishing company where Buddy wrote his life story. Buddy met the woman of his dreams um, that he was destined to marry and, and had a child with her. Buddy started using his gifts in the new, and the new family became a part of his life and they started making impact in other people's lives. I want you to know that God wants to touch you spiritually and settle all the issues in your life. Ephesians 2.10, I'll close with this. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us new in Christ Jesus and so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. God did not save you just so that he could take you to heaven. God created you for much more. God, God has impacted you so that you can have impact on others. But the truth is, you will never really find yourself until you really know your heavenly father. So I wanna speak to those that may be watching tonight that you would say, Pastor Chad, I'm struggling and I'm not in relationship with Christ. I don't know Jesus. I have sin in my life. I'm not where I need to be. I need his grace and forgiveness. I believe that right there behind the computer screen, an iPhone, a smart TV, that right there where you are, the Holy Spirit can enter into that room and he can change your life. He can introduce you to Christ. The Bible says that no man comes to the Father unless the Holy Spirit draw them. And I believe that just as this morning when three people gave their life to Christ, the Holy Spirit was drawing them, I believe that he is drawing someone that's watching right now. And so I wanna pray with you. It's, there's, I wanna lead a prayer, no magic in in this prayer. I just wanna give you the words to help you express what God is doing in your heart. But if that's you tonight, I want you to pray this with me. Just say, God, Forgive me for all my sins. Come into my life. Change me. God, I'm a sinner. I've committed sins, and I need your grace. I need your forgiveness. I ask you to come in and save me. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe that it's that simple. Listen, if you're watching tonight and you made that decision to follow Christ, let us know. Tell someone in the chat that, hey, I just gave my life to Jesus. We want to celebrate with you. And the last thing I want to do tonight is this is a kind of a heavy subject in finding yourself. And we, we were dealing with, with Buddy and his connection to his father. I know that there are people watching this. And the truth is, is that your relationship with your earthly father was so bad that Maybe you've been hesitant to get close to your heavenly father. 
But I believe that right now, in this moment, the Holy Spirit can heal years of hurt, years of offense, years of emotional and physical abuse. I believe that he can come into your home, into that workplace, wherever you may be, and he can minister to you. Not that you're ever going to forget. We don't usually forget things. But here's what I believe the Holy Spirit wants to do. I believe the Holy Spirit wants, wants to heal you to a level that when you think back, it doesn't cause emotional pain any longer. See, a lot of times it's not just the pain of what we went through, but every time our mind thinks about what we went through, we relive the emotional pain. Matter of fact, I believe I'm speaking prophetically, and it's not just those that have experienced emotional pain from a father, but from any relationship that has brought emotional pain, emotional trauma into your life, that every time you think about it, it may have happened 15 years ago, but when you think about it, you relive it, you hurt all over again, I believe God wants to heal you. Matter of fact, I know God wants to heal you because the apostle Paul wrote to us and he said, we have to sometimes forget those things that are behind and we have to press toward the things that are ahead. And that, is, that indicates to us that, that to move ahead, there's gonna be resistance. I have to press against it. And you gotta know that anytime you start taking steps forward, the enemy's gonna bring something to knock you back. But tonight, we take authority over every thought. I'm just gonna pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, every person watching this, God, that has experienced abuse, neglect, emotional pain, and trauma, I know that by the power of the Holy Spirit, God, you can bring healing to the deepest hurts, the deepest offenses that people have ever experienced. God, I pray that you would bring healing, you would bring wholeness to a level, God, that even if they think about the things they have walked through, God, that it would no longer bring emotional pain. It would no longer zap them of their emotional energy. God, I pray that in this season, God, Lord, where so many people have been through so many things, God, that we would not continue to carry the baggage of our past into our future. I pray, Father, that we would not no longer try to fit into places that we were never designed to fit, but God, open our, our eyes to the world, God, that you have in front of us. Help us to walk in healing, to walk in wholeness, and not only to be impacted by your presence, Father, but God, to bring that same impact to all those around us. And God, I pray that this Christmas season would be a time of healing, of wholeness, and of restoration. We speak it, we declare it, we decree it in the name of Jesus, and we believe it will be established. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, man, I, I hope you guys got something out of it tonight. Uh, I, I really sense the presence of God ministering to people right now. So, you know, if, you, if you're connected to someone in the church and maybe God is speaking to you uh, and you got that kind of, reach out to them, text them, say God's doing something in me, like, Type it in the chat. Let us know that God is, is doing something in your heart right now. A lot of times we, we feel God's doing something, but we never voice it. 
We never say it, and so the enemy comes in and steals what God is beginning. I'm telling you right now, we're overcomers by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Let us know what God is doing in your life right now. If he's ministering to you, if he's healing you, even physically right now, I just sense an anointing that those that are watching, maybe physically you are sick right now. Father, I speak life, God, to every person, God, that is suffering with sickness, disease, this virus. God, every person's body that has been attacked, God, we take authority over it. We know that by your stripes, we are healed. We are made whole. God, that you have great plans for us. And God, you want us to walk in divine health. God, you want us to be whole. And so God, we speak life and health, God, to every person watching. We just lift up every, every person battling right now and ask God that you would do something supernaturally supernatural God in their life and in their home thank you for what you're doing in us thank you for what you're doing through us in Jesus name amen make sure you click share on this video presence of God I hope it's it's coming through the camera um, the way I sense it right here right now um, his presence is, 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 has been in this room all day today. Uh, and, you know, we just celebrate what God is doing at Bethesda and in your life. And know that if you are high risk, uh, if, you are, if you've been, you know, you've tested positive for COVID or you've been exposed to it, just know we're praying for you. I know this is not an easy, easy season for anyone at all, but know that you are loved and you are being prayed for, and we're just thankful for the opportunity to speak into your lives and into your hearts. I hope you have a great, great week. Click share. Uh, if you can, come out next week for part three of Christmas at the Movies. Uh, if, you're, if you can't, come physically. I'll be coming back uh, to you live next Sunday evening at 6 p.m. God bless you. Have an, an, uh, an amazing night and an even better week. God bless. Thanks for joining us today. If you would like to support this ministry financially, you can go to BethesdaChurch.tv give. We'll catch you on the next episode. Have a great day.